0: is money talk with james ross it's uh, now coming up to a quarter to nine and in your money today carolyn wright asks how important getting the customer experience right is to the success of businesses in the hospitality industry uh, good morning carolyn good morning In Your Money Today, I'm going to take a look at the ways the hospitality industry could really do itself a favour by taking a closer look at the importance of interior design to the customer experience. I'm joined by an expert in the field. He's Adrian Battersby, Partner and Senior Director of Interior Design at LW Design Group. Thank you for joining me, Adrian.
1: Thank you. Lovely to be here.
0: So, what are we talking about here? What are the kind of areas that hotels should really be thinking about employing a designer to help them with?
1: I'm glad you asked that question. Not many people ask that question. I think uh, they assume interior design is the final finished product, which is a beautiful property. But to get there... Our journey is to be a trusted partner with our owners or real estate trusts who manage or own the hotel. And we want to take them on a journey where we can add value to that property. We can be an economic enabler for them so that we can make that property last longer, look better, operate better, have more revenue generating area, and really give a quicker return on investment because that's what it's all about. Typically in a hotel, you'd be looking at maybe 25 years to get a return on investment. Currently with today's market trends and some of the more select service brands, you can be achieving a 10 year return. So that's a very exciting proposition. And considering a hotel is running and operational for quite a long time, that seems like a good business proposition to me.
0: Let's talk a little bit more (laughs) about that adding value. How much can Getting the interior design right adds to the value of a hotel because I would assume that, you know, you can put your room rates up when people say, oh, this place is really, really nice.
1: There are uh, several key drivers in uh, profitability in a uh, hotel property. The number one is heads in beds and we I think we can all understand what, what that means. The more rooms you have or what we call system size, the more heads in beds you get and that's your typical business model. However, F&B privatisation, events, going beyond the hotel physical boundaries are where the interesting revenue streams start to pop up. So privatisation, a lot of projects we're working on now, we're looking at how we can divide spaces up that were public spaces. Could they be semi-enclosed? Could that become somebody's baby shower moment? Could that become somebody's 60th anniversary? How can we sell those square metres? How can they be privatised? Hotels within a hotel. That's a really interesting trend. A level of exclusivity, a level of unknown and privacy. So, whether it's additional rooms or suites that are only known to a few that come maybe at a premium or you become a member, you only have to look at the success of Carlisle Club here at the Rosewood Hotel. That's a club within the hotel and it's ultimately private and it's fabulous. So, we're seeing a lot of those, um, a lot of desires from a, a high net worth guest profile for more privacy so that they can be maybe not so exposed in the public areas and that's very exciting.
0: So how important is it to gauge the kind of audience that you're aiming your property at? Because we know that there's obviously hotels aiming at different scales of audience. So how important is it to get that right?
1: I think you could divide the market into two broad segments. We have what is the most exciting segment now, which is the ultra luxury market. And then we have everybody else. I'm sure the my hotel operating <laughs> friends will probably kill me out there. But we're seeing a huge growth in reimagining luxury brands such as Waldorf Astoria, Raffles, Ritz Carlton, and I think they connect back to a romantic view that we've had when we were younger of these beautiful hotels in glamorous locations. And they may have fallen off the wayside as new hotel upstarts have come into the um, market. But these legacy brands are being reimagined for a younger demographic, and particularly in Asia-Pacific. That is the number one investment that we're seeing owners are making in choosing hotel brands. They're leaving behind the select service, and they're going into the ultra-luxury market. There is an additional reason for this. Uh, This is a part of the investment vehicle, that if you're looking at valuing your property, and you have a three-star hotel, your valuation will be lower. If you have a five-star hotel, your valuation on your investment increases. So it's a win-win. So I think for investors looking to select a brand and for hotel operators to take a brand into their into the market these ultra luxuries are very exciting and we're working on a couple which i can give you some inside tips on soon
0: (laughs) (laughs) very intriguing now what was intriguing that you said there was how they're moving towards aiming at a a younger audience absolutely so so is this a a a well-heeled audience it sounds like they probably need to be it is it
1: is it is I was just doing some Googling to look at the high net worth individuals in the region and um, I'm sure the listeners will know this. In Hong Kong, we have 129,000 millionaires and that's US dollars millionaires. And we have 32 billionaires. Now these are just general figures on the internet, but um, that's astounding. And then in China, we've got up to 83 billionaires. I'm not even going to mention the millionaires. So yes, there is an appetite. For something fabulous. And we all know that the age threshold for a millionaire is coming down. So you've got your 22 year old millionaire, he wants to say, or say he or she or they would like to stay somewhere totally amazing, totally luxurious. I mentioned about the romanticized view of older property brands. There's a sense of the heritage and the legacy of these brands that youngsters, or I should say the new market, really love and it it appeals to them because it's something they know and it's something they they know has uh, a value of being something prestigious so we see them being reimagined, we see them being uh, modernised but at the heart all of the brands maintain a high level of service. So in terms of design what does that mean it means that we have an amazing opportunity to design really really contemporary luxury properties for a market who is ready for it so it's great times ahead
0: well this does sound like it's exciting times ahead there's just one thing that i'd like to pick up on that you mentioned in the very beginning there about the sort of returns on the investment on on a design and how many years that takes and i wonder on average How long between the sort of getting a a new interior design and when a hotel should be thinking about revamping that and whether it's tweaking it or changing it completely, how often should they be doing that?
1: Uh, Typically, a renovation cycle is five to seven years. Now, we've seen those timelines being pushed out to 10 years, and that's simply due to high occupancy rates. I mean, you see the bounce back since COVID. Can you get a room in Singapore? No, you cannot. Can you get a room in Hong Kong? You cannot. Everybody wants to travel, and they're traveling, and they're filling up these rooms. So it'd be be suicide to close a hotel down to renovate. But When you do renovate, what you find is there is a very accelerated demand on that programme for that property to be open very quickly. So we find a renovation project often is a faster turnaround than a new build. So for us, it's also quick, quick, chop, chop, let's get going.
0: Fascinating. So it sounds like it's only onwards and upwards for the business that you're in to me.
1: Uh, Well... (laughs) we've become so connected over the past few years with our social media and we see more we're more armchair travelers we were also traveling tremendously before the pandemic and we can see despite the industry's predictions travel has just exploded we all want to go somewhere and we want to go somewhere and explore and you have the idea of the global global local so you want to know something that's international but it has a local flavor that is in terms of design so yes it's onward and upwards and at the same time, people want sustainability and they want ethics and they want to feel like they belong to the neighbourhood. So it, I think we're writing a very exciting future for hospitality design.
0: Thank you so much for coming in today. That's Adrian Battersby, who is Partner and Senior Director of Interior Design at LW Design Group.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Adrian. And thank you, Carolyn. I